Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Oh, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo. Taco Tuesday. You know what I'm having tonight, Ben? Ben Byron, our producer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Is it it tacos? I'm having pizza, but that's okay. It's okay. Speaking of tacos were considered, I'm sure. They were considered. No, not with this crowd I'm dining with tonight, they weren't. Not at all. Not at all. Um, Pizza. Well, salad. Well, chef salad. Going all in on uh, the Italian. And uh, maybe some wings, maybe. Need to make some bread. Your world Uh, bread. bread. Yeah, no bread tonight. No bread tonight. Um. Yeah, it's Cinco de Mayo. Welcome in, everybody. Great to have you along. Uh, really stoked about today. Jordan Williams, the number one overall draft pick to the CFL last week, is going to be our guest. Leave this up, Ben, because I have tequila information. Uh, the spirit of choice during the coronavirus pandemic market watch says it's up 32 percent in sales tequila is irish whiskey also but that doesn't really fit with the theme uh and from the period of the beginning of march through april uh 18th tequila sales were up 24.4 percent over last year that is according to nielsen research I have a theory, Ben, why I think this is the case. All right. I'm interested to hear your theory here. Well, I think a lot of people are at home and they're doing things like, you know, you just talked about there. We're, we bake bread, right? Right, right. Because I actually read a study over the weekend that people on average have not really gained that much weight during the quarantine. And I have a theory on that for you. Theory on theory. Yeah. My theory why a lot of people haven't gained weight, well, there's many, you know, stress, but um, the other one would be people are cooking at home more. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not going out and... Right. I don't, want to knock our, I don't want to knock our restaurant friends, but um, they're not going out. And, you know, restaurant food's a little more made with a little more of those great ingredients that make it taste so good right made with a little bit more love yeah a little more love that's why you go and eat your favorite dish uh but back to my original theory about tequila tequila is an ingredient in margaritas 
And one thing we have done at the uh, Johnson abode is kind of like a healthy margarita. No margarita mix or anything like that because you don't know what's in that. Okay, okay. You put your own, you know, ice and water in and your own tequila triple sec. But we've also thrown in uh, like a peeled orange, peeled lime, peeled lemon. Boom, baby. Get a little artsy with it. Well, no, no, it's... Well, no, no, that's the that's the ingredients. There's no garnish. That's the, okay. the, the oh, deal okay. there. I'm not familiar. Uh, because, I'm not familiar. Right. I know you're not, but I'm just saying, I'm, for those that are, I'm just saying that's why, that's what we have done. You know. I thought y'all were getting fancy. I thought y'all were trying to make no, it no, like no, the, no. the pictures. No, 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 no. Uh, my wife says she prefers the mix. I like this healthier alternative, but that's just me. All right. Uh, so... I would say don't drink and drive, but I mean, hopefully you're not driving anywhere. Although I'll say this, and we uh, we were talking to our colleague Clark uh, in the building right when we got going today, and uh, I had to run a couple different places today to do some things uh, this morning and then help somebody with some uh, shopping-related stuff this afternoon, and the traffic uh, seemed... Pretty active. And the traffic, uh, according to Clark, he said he felt he thought it was back to normal kind of in Greenville. Yeah, I have to agree. It definitely is back to normal. It seemed like, obviously, uh, this weekend, because it was such a pretty weekend and a lot of people, you know, got out and I was down, you know, on the beach and people were down there in Moss. And uh, more people were out in the boats this weekend down in Carteret County. And, uh, you know, it was that sort of deal. That made a little bit of sense because people have been cooped up and they're ready to get in. I mean, this is like, you know, unusual, uh, very warm weather in the beginning of May. And so that made total sense why people were coming out. So uh, I, I would just say if you're going to you're going to enjoy your Cinco de Mayo to just don't don't be partaking and then trying to go anywhere. No don't party. No partying. Okay. Uh, hey, some ECU does. Do you have the pirate report dusted off there? Let's uh, let's do a little pirate report here at the top uh, for some ECU news that broke right when we got off the air yesterday. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All that checked out. You got the needle right on the wax. Nice job, Ben. I missed it. Daniel Charles, cornerback out of the state of Georgia, has entered the transfer portal. He was a preferred walk-on in the Scotty Moe years. Uh, He had some decent games. He had a pick against NC State. He uh, had a couple of picks in a game this year. But then he was suspended from team activities in February. And the Pirates have recruited a couple of kids in that position. You got Tank Robinson back in that uh, secondary. Uh, The Powell kid is back. So, I mean, you have some bodies there, some young guys that are vying for time. And Daniel Charles, whatever he did, uh, his off-the-field activities got him suspended indefinitely. And if you can't walk straight and narrow, I guess you will find yourself uh, needing to enter the transfer portal. So that is today's Pirate Report. There you go. Felt good to do it, Ben. I felt good. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, felt good. This was the one day where I didn't have it ready. Like I, I thought it was a goner. Oh, 
listen to you. A shame. I'm ashamed. No, it was good. It was very good. You did. You did well. You did well. This is the same weekend that, uh, by the way, ECU and uh, Pitt community graduations are. And uh, everybody's wrapping things up. Uh, all right. To some sports that are, are happening out there. Uh, if the last hour on the Paul Feinbaum show on uh, SEC Network and other radio stations in the Deep South, uh, a University of Michigan regent told uh, Feinbaum that based on the science, odds are not being back in school for the University of Minnesota this fall. And no sports in the beginning. Now, this is a regent with the uh, University of Minnesota speaking. By and large, a lot of uh, college professors, excuse me, a lot of college presidents and uh, chancellors have been saying across the board that they're expecting students back on campus this fall, including ECU has, has said that in a statement last week. And even before that, it was a plan that they were working towards when we spoke to Ron Mitchelson a, a few weeks ago, the interim chancellor of ECU. So everything right now seems to be that is where, where it's headed, although this is contrary to what a lot of other places have said, and this is, not the ch this is one of the regents speaking with the University of Minnesota. So we'll, we'll, we will see. It'll, it'll be intriguing to see. Uh, my dad was talking to me about an article. I've been meaning for him to, to link it to me. I'd love to go back and, and do that. And I might talk to him after the show and try to get that. But um, it, it had kind of like a breakdown of what conferences so far have had commitments essentially by their members to say we're, we're planning to come back in the, the fall. And I mean, th I'm asked this question probably a half dozen times at minimum during the week, uh, sometimes multiple times during the day, sometimes once a day. In fact, I got a call today, somebody calling me and asking me this, what my opinion was on would we have college football this year? I'm in the boat that we are going to have it. You, it's just simply too important to not have college football. It, it drives too many things. Now, it's not that it's all about the money, but – we're talking livelihoods. We're talking, you know, scholarships. We're talking budget. We're talking budgets to operate these sports. We're talking all kinds of things at different places. And whether you're at the biggest of the big, the middle of the middle, uh, the the small end of FBS, uh, college football is what drives your athletic budget. It's too important not to be played. I don't necessarily think it's starting on time per se. It may. I wouldn't be surprised if, if it were. I mean, maybe mildly surprised. I certainly wouldn't be shocked. But I do think in September there will be games. I think we're, we're, that's probably what you're looking at as a logical start time. If it's after Labor Day, so be it. I do think there's also a, a very realistic possibility that the sport, more so than it does now, could span from 2020 into 2021. I think you could uh, have football games being played uh, into the early part of 2021. And we would see, obviously, how that would impact the 2021 regular season. I am not all the way on board yet with the season starting in 2021. I, I just I don't think that's where we're going. I think we're going to have college football this year. That, and I, I base that on nothing more uh, previously than just my hunch. And let's take a few deep breaths and slow down a beat, especially when things were getting canceled left and right. 
people really got antsy over the Olympics. But again, you have to keep in mind that's that's an event in Tokyo, uh, in Japan. That's an event that is international, and you have people coming from all over the world. They were not they're not going to have they were not going to have that this year. Any event that has a global field or is being uh, contested on foreign soil it was just not going to happen this year. And outside of the game between Navy and Notre Dame in Ireland, no games will be played on, on foreign soil. It'll all be played in the U.S. Uh, for college football. And that that's my belief. Now, the college universities and presidents have been consistent with we're we're going to or chancellors of presidents excuse me have been uh, consistent with the idea we're, we've got to have students on campus to do this and th- there's an economic component to that as well but there's also a component of, of getting back to normal uh and uh and providing the service that kids are paying for and their families are paying for so uh that's that's one of the reasons i've been pretty optimistic especially in light of uh, those statements made here recently that most colleges, most universities, big time places uh, all across the nation are saying we're going to have students uh, back this year. And that is uh, a good thing for college football when you hear that. Uh, so that's that's that would be my answer to the to the entire thing. Obviously, I think with Minnesota, and it could be a case-by-case thing, but how does that impact? That'll have to be something that the conferences will work out. Could you have a conference season? Could you have a conference start and some of the teams might not be able to, to start? That's I think that's the thing now. A lot of college uh, conferences and uh, commissioners and uh, presidents and athletic directors, when it comes to sports, that's what they're working on right now. What does it look like if the American starts and not every team's able to, to start the season or has kids enrolled? Uh, they're certainly looking at it, uh, you know, in places like the Big Ten and the ACC. It's a little easier for the SEC. They all seem to be in concert with what they're going to do. But uh, other leagues that are spread out all across this uh, country uh, may have to have may have to have some tough decisions they're going to make. Uh, ben Byram watched the uh, Korean baseball organization last night, so we'll get to some of that. Uh, he's also our combat sports expert. And we have uh, UFC 249 coming up Saturday. Uh, They've talked about they're going to do some testing. So some details with that in just a little bit. Uh, We need to break here. Uh, And uh, I'm excited about uh, Jordan Williams joining us. In case you missed this story, Jordan Williams last played college football in 2017 for the ECU Pirates. Had a pretty decent year and a pretty decent career as uh, an ECU linebacker. Got into the 49ers camp and then basically was kind of away from football for a little bit. Uh, But then in a local combine in Canada, graded off the charts and then found himself being drafted by the BC Lions in the Canadian Football League, number one overall last week. And they even traded up for him. We're going to talk to Jordan Williams about that. It's a it's an amazing story, and no matter how down you may feel right now about things, uh, perseverance is the key. And I think this is a, a great story with sports about perseverance, sticking with something, 
despite numerous setbacks and then achieving a goal. And we could all, uh, whether you're going through what we're all going through right now or just your own individual journey, that's something I think that is uh, uh, a lesson you can all learn. And, and that would be what I hope we can you know, achieve with Jordan as, as well as celebrating what he's accomplished. But I think this is a great way to be uh, of inspiration to a lot of people out there right now. So the Jordan Williams story, when he joins us on the other side of this break on the PJ show. Instagram, Twitter. Like us on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page for breaking sports news, pictures and videos, programming alerts, and the latest from the ECU Pirates. Here we go. We're back. Back to the P-Man. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Here we go. So I heard this song on the way down to the coast this weekend, Ben. All right, all right. On one of my little coastal stations. And I thought this is a neat kind of song because this is an off-the-beaten-path kind of format, you know. And it's like a really hyper-local station down in southeastern North Carolina. It's something different than what we usually play. And I was, I thought, this is what a cool song. And Ben's like, yeah, it was on the Disney Channel. Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. Check the man card. I like it, though. Hey, I won't hold it against you. No, I think it's a good good little tune. And it's kind of apropos with our next uh, guest here. He was the uh, number one overall pick in the Canadian Football League for the BC Lions last week. ECU linebacker. Jordan Williams joins the Pirate Nation now here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Jordan, thank you so much for uh, taking a few minutes with us here, man. It's uh, great to talk to you, and congratulations to you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, it feels awesome to actually get, you know, number one pick. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I, this is – I'm not going to lie to you. This story has fascinated me. I mean, we talked all about it uh, Friday, and this story has just fascinated me all weekend. I've tried to grab as much and read as much as I possibly can about the whole thing, and it's remarkable. And and here's what I I think, uh, and and this, and I'm you know, I'm not you you could talk as much about this as you want, but I think this is you know with what we're all going through right now, I think this is such a great story of perseverance that it can be really uh, kind of a cool thing for people to hear and kind of motivate them to, to kind of stay the course, no matter how tough things get. But I mean, it, this, I don't want to say this was out of nowhere because you were putting in the work, but I mean, it just seemed the whole thing from being drafted number one, but where you would come from, the whole thing seems just like what in the world, but what a great story. Uh, absolutely. Uh, to add what you said, man, about the perseverance and things of that nature. That's what East Carolina is about. When I came to East Carolina, what Ruffin McNeil instilled was being the underdog. And no matter what, you you drive, you go as hard as you can with hard work and dedication. You ride to the top. I'm not. I'm never at the top. I was never at the top, but I'm trying to get there. <laughs> you you came uh, out of high school. I mean, this is. Let's go back through the whole thing here. Jordan Williams, by the way, uh, to the BC Lions is the number one pick in the CFL. Joins us uh, here on the phone today. So out of high school, Jack Britt in Fayetteville, uh, there, you, you didn't really get the looks you wanted, uh, but there were some things you needed to clean up academically. So you go to Shaw and Raleigh to do that, right? 
Absolutely. Yep. So what was that decision process? Was it, I'm going to go there, I'm going to do, put in the work I need to put in. And, and then obviously you did. Yes. Basically in high school, my number one, my occupation was video games and, uh, football. <laughs> school, right. Yeah. School came dead last. Uh, uh, it's embarrassing with my GPA coming out of high school. <laughs> but nevertheless, a lot of colleges did come from, like, you know, mid-major schools, South Carolina, Auburn. Came, hey, this is Jordan Woods. How he could play? They came and they pulled me out of class. They wanted to offer me. But I'm like, are these guys checking my grades? And then, sure, they they pull it up. They see the transcripts. It's like, this guy can't qualify. So they don't even bother offering me. But um, like you stated before, I went to Shaw because there's a lot of prep schools. Like, it was a uh, – Hargrave Academy at the time, or Jiree Prep at the time. I don't know if they're still open. And those schools cost like $30,000 to get to. And I'm like, I ain't got the cash for that. But luckily, my mother, she's in the military, so I get that, you know, GI Bill. Yeah. I went to Shaw University. Um, I didn't even qualify for D2 football. That's the craziest thing. I was, was going to say, you didn't really go there to play football. You just went there to get your grades right, right? Yes, yes. Uh, went in there, uh, picked my degree in sports medicine. Uh, had it, and it came out of there with a 3.7 GPA. And wow. There was a couple colleges that were still interested because they now see that I had the grades. But I, ultimately, I went to East Carolina because of the family environment with Ruffin Manil. So I, I got to imagine even the Shaw coaches were trying to say, hey, <laughs> you're right here right yep. now. You know, so you yeah, wind up yep. you, you wind up going to Greenville. Did you did you reach out or was or were there? Were there coaches from ECU at the time that had been recruiting you and you kind of stayed in touch with them? How did that journey from from uh, Shaw in, in uh, downtown Raleigh to Greenville go? It was a little bit of both. I did keep in touch with some of the coaches, but, you know, in college football, uh, your job is not permanent, so there's some coaches that come and go. But one coach in particular that stayed there was Coach Dahl. And, uh, my mm-hmm. high school coach from uh, Jack Britt, Richard Bailey, he got me in contact with him. I think Richard Coach Bailey to this day. He got me in contact with Coach Dawkins. I was like, hey, I remember him, Jordan Williams. He used to come on visits all the time. Didn't have the grades. He's like, he's eligible now. And he had me come up to the spring game. They, they was like, man, we ain't got a roster spot for you. You're going to have to try out. They saw me, the physical, my physical, uh, like, like, oh, my goodness, he's a physical specimen. He's like, hey, we got a spot for you. It's crazy how things change. But <laughs> so, from then on, I, I applied to the school, got accepted, and they wanted me right on the roster. But you're a preferred walk-on coming in, right? You're not on scholarship or off the jump. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. I have to earn my uh, scholarship, absolutely. Okay, so let's look at what you've overcome so far. Terrible grades in high school, which you obviously had the ability to do the work. You just weren't interested. Uh, you get the opportunity to, to kind of, and, and very smartly, take advantage of what's presented for you with the GI Bill to get into uh, a, a school where you concentrate on academics and then you finally go to one of the colleges or universities you wanted to go to to play football, but you're, you're on as a walk-on and we know walk-ons, uh, there are stories of guys walking on and getting scholarships, but you know, that's a tough road to, to come along. Uh, so, so far staying the course. Now, when you get into, get the ECU, you obviously had to earn some playing time there, but uh, it seemed like you fit in very well and, and had a pretty solid career as a pirate. Uh, yes, sir. It started off with scout team. Um, you know, you had to climb up <laughs> right. the ladder as a walk on mm-hmm. uh, from scout team. They seen the physicality and then the play style and the t- tenacity. And they brought me up on the active roster. And then from then on there, I just kept climbing and climbing. Wow. So you leave ECU in 2017. Um, yeah. 
And you, if I'm not mistaken, it was the 49ers camp that you went to? Yes, and I had okay. a workout with the Chargers. Yep. Okay, so you don't you don't stick. Is football, mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously not, but in your mind, are you thinking anything along the way that this is over? Absolutely not. As a football player, you got to have some type of insanity about you to think, oh, tomorrow's <laughs> going to be it, tomorrow's going to be the day. So I'm yeah. grinding every day like, hey, I'm going to get the call from, I don't know, Super Bowl champs. They're going to need me in the last game or that last play, and I'm going to make the play. That's what you think of as a football player. That's the type of insanity you got to be at the top. Okay, so after you try out with the uh, the Niners and you work out with the Chargers and you, and you don't make a roster, what are you doing then for, I guess that would have been the 17 football season. What are you doing then? Uh, actually, this is going to be 18. Okay, so the 18. I'm sorry. Okay. So you're in the season? Yeah. Yeah. So the Tell me what you're doing in 2018. Yes. Uh, my agent was in contact with the Niners. They liked my workout, you know, did some phenomenal things over there, but it's a numbers game in the NFL, like everybody knows. Um, they're saying, hey, they might bring you up for the practice squad. They might bring you up for this. So we're hanging on to that. And the AAF came calling the Orlando Apollos. They uh-huh. came calling. But our head was so stuck on the 49ers because it was very promising. It ended up not happening. And the Orlando Apollos already had training camp and had their roster. By the time I was like, oh, football, NFLs might not work out. So I got to go to Orlando. They already had their roster done. So I missed out on that, too. So I'm basically training and training and training. That's 18. 18 was pretty much done after that. Okay. And, and in a way, if you'd gone to the AAF, you know, that didn't make it. So who knows what would have happened? Uh, you obviously wouldn't have been able yeah. to complete a season. Uh, and then in the 2019 season, if I'm, if I have this correct, your uh, work, you work out for Hamilton in the, in the Canadian football league, or you at least are in their camp. Is that right? That will be the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks close. Oh, Ottawa. Okay. I'm sorry. Ottawa. Okay. Yeah. So tell me how you go from, you know, what you're doing out of 18 into to to Ottawa and their camp in 19. I got an email from the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, they said, hey, y'all, uh, come to our free agent camp. We want to see you. We looked at you on tape. We liked your tape. We want to see if you're still in shape. A lot of people do fall into that thing of, well, my football career is over. You know, I'm going to just work part-time and not stay in shape. And they think that you're going to get a call. You got to stay in shape, man. So – I did work out for them, stayed in shape, uh, and then they called me up. I was I was in Ottawa in nineteen mm-hmm. to play on the uh, roster. Okay, uh, and then what happens there where you don't? There was something with citizenship or something, and you wind up not not staying there. Uh, is that a story you can go into? Yeah, that's a long story. I'm gonna make a long story short for you guys. <laughs> but uh, okay, basically, my mother was born in Toronto. Uh huh. Um, we were driving. I'm in Ottawa. We're driving into the to the facility, to the stadium, and I tell him, "Yeah, my mom's." You know, he's like, "Where your mom's from?" I say, "Oh, she's from Toronto." He's like, oh. and he got quiet. I was like, "Yo, would I say something wrong or anything?" <laughs> <laughs> but we go into the stadium. He's holding on to that piece. We go into the stadium. We're doing football talk, small talk, and then we're talking about uh, you know playbooks and things of that nature with the coaches. And we're in the meeting room at this time, and then here comes the GM from the Ottawa Red Blacks. Hey, everybody, get out. Let's have a meeting. I'm like, what? Did I do something? So they're having a meeting, deliberating for a good 30 minutes. I'm in the office by myself. I'm like, yo, why he leaving by myself? Yeah. Um, he comes back. Jordan, you have two options. You can play as international, you know, which is a fringe type of uh, thing, you know, or you can play as a national. 
for this Canadian Football League, which will bring you a lot. You know, you'll start seeing six-figure contracts, things of that nature, and it's a lot more promising. So I made that decision. It was hard because I was like, what? Give me the playbook. I'm, I don't care about any of that. But Right. So, so in other words, that, in order to be a national, you don't end up playing in the regular season. Uh, but you were you were kind of banking on the future there, and it would have been more lucrative, or will be more lucrative for you as a national. Yes, uh, most definitely. And even if, let's say, I did uh, play as international with Ottawa that year, and went mm-hmm. on to the NFL, and probably mm-hmm. got cut or something like that, mm-hmm. I have nothing really to fall back on because I got to start from fresh. If I went to the NFL now and got cut, I have a nationality to fall back on. You know, so there's some security. So that's right. the awesome thing about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan Williams is joining us here. So we're, we're going through this. Uh, Price should have started more with the number one pick. But again, I think the story in chronological order is so fascinating. Uh, Jordan, by the way, was a, a communications major. He wants to be a sportscaster. He's got a lot of energy for it. I, I can tell that. Uh, and, you know, I'm looking at some of the stats at ECU, and this was from uh, BC today. Uh, they released this in kind of a little segment they did on their website with you, but 374 on the power clink, 600 squats, 385 bench. So like you said, you're a physical specimen. Now, the great Sammy Batten, you know Sammy from the Fayetteville newspaper, legend down there, uh, was telling me last week that I guess while all this is going on, you're working in Kentucky for Amazon. Is that right? Yeah, they came up to me and it was like, uh, we got a job opportunity. I was like, what? I was like, okay. Because football, the CFL is a part-time job, basically. It's a six-month right. season. So mm-hmm. Something they said I could do on the off-season, I was like, all right, let me check it out. And this is some management. And they pay some good money. If you're full-time <laughs> with your degree, you get up to up to $80,000. But I wasn't full-time. I had to do part-time because I wanted right, to work right. out. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that was that. So leading into this camp or this regional tryout, which, again, that's a whole other story there. Uh, which we're going to get to. Uh, leading to this regional tryout, uh, as we've got Jordan Williams with us, the top pick in the CFL ECU football alum uh, with us. You uh, are working part-time at Amazon and still training with an eye towards, I'm going to get eligible to be drafted this year, basically, or sign as a free agent. And you go participate in one of these, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of a regional combine in Canada, correct? Yes, Absolutely. All right, so you test off the charts there. You run a great time in the 40, the vertical. I mean, you 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 blow it up there. So you obviously knew that you had that in you. When that happens, does your agent's phone start ringing from teams that are interested in, in drafting you or interested in talking to you? Yeah, phones was blowing up. I'm like, yo, where was this when I came out of college? But yeah, <laughs> it was like going crazy, man. Like my phone was actually broken right now. That's why uh, I talked to the director before I spoke with her. Like, can you hear me? Because somebody, man, I don't know what's wrong with my phone. My phone is going upside down. But yes. Well, now that you got a <laughs> contract, you now that you got a contract, you need a new phone. You ought to be able to get an endorsement deal or something with the phone. I think now that you're the <laughs> number one pick. So get your agent on that. Um, so, but I mean, like this this combine you went to, Jordan. I mean, this is like a long shot, isn't it? I mean, this isn't the normal path that a guy who's the top draft pick would go through necessarily, is it? Yeah, this combine we're talking about are like, I hate to say it, but it's like, you're the runt. Too short, too slow. Probably didn't put up a film. We'll just give you a shot. You probably may get like a free agent contract. That's what type of combine that is. To be honest, that's what I was told. So I don't really know too much about it, but that's what I was told. Wow. Yeah. 
And it's out of that combine, you kind of, uh, I mean, I won't say you came off the couch, but I mean, you kind of come out of nowhere because let's face it, the last couple of seasons, things didn't work out. So you, you, you I mean, you're, I guess your film is what from college? There's no real, uh, you know, post-college film, is there on you? Uh, no, not really. No. Wow. That's remarkable. So you test well, I mean, this is a great story. And, and on top of this, BC moves up in the draft to get you. Uh, so that had to be exciting for you that a team would, would make a move after I think one of the, one, whoever was involved, they had already traded the number one pick and then BC engineers another trade to get you. So even that was kind of uh, an unusual circumstance, usually in, in, in drafts for football. Yep, absolutely. It was crazy. I was like, what? They traded up. <laughs> it was crazy, so, but I don't know working out. Let me ask you this. After the combine, Jordan, did you think that you were going to be number one, or did you have a sense that you'd be a first-round guy? What were you hearing from, from all of this chatter? I didn't really hear any specifics. I just heard you'll be playing football for a long time. So I just oh, okay. whatever that was, and I just, uh, you know, don't try to get too overzealous and don't, you know, because then you end up crashing back down or don't get too down on yourself. You got to stay even killed. So I just stay even killed throughout the situation. All right. So where are you on draft night last week? I was at the crib in Kentucky and um, chilling. <laughs> I was actually at my mother's spot because you don't want you want to do social distancing. So I just me and my mom just chilling. We didn't want to bring everybody like my brothers and things of that nature. Right. So right. I was yeah. at her spot. Like, okay. So. You get a call pretty early in the evening, I would imagine. What are you thinking at that point when you see, I guess, your agent call you? Um, the, what happened was my agent was like, yo, BC traded up. They might pick a DN. I was like, dang, we ain't going number one. Uh, and then I hear a call, and then I saw I saw on TV the pick is in. I was like, dang, they really got somebody else. This, this is probably number two, Toronto. Toronto's probably called me for the number two spot. Uh, I answered the phone. It was like, hey, Jordan, it's BC. I was like, dang. <laughs> said, We're going to get you at one. And it was crazy, man. Uh, man, I couldn't. If I said I was happy to you right now, I'll be lying because there's no word to quantify how I was feeling at the time. So happy will be lying. I don't yeah. know what word I can make up. Maybe I'll call you in a week from now. You'll know a word to make up for. But <laughs> too much dopamine going on in my brain. I was too hyped. <laughs> so I, it, it almost probably felt surreal, like an out-of-body, like, is this really happening? I have to imagine, right? Yes, out-of-body experience. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm I'm sitting there last Thursday night, and I'm an old man, so I go to bed early because I get up early, right? And um, yeah. I get an email about, you know, it came from ECU and I'm thinking, oh gosh, what, you know, this is kind of weird middle of the night email for me, at least middle of the night email for, and I see you're taking number and I, I my mind was just blown and it's the highest, uh, it's like the first ECU athlete to be chosen number one overall in any kind of draft. Uh, and this is just amazing. So I know you've been sort of video, uh, communicating and phone and, and what have you with, uh, with BC, is there a chance? Are, are you headed up there at any point, or what's kind of your schedule right now? And, and I guess it's like a lot of things because that season uh, is scheduled to start soon, if not, have already started already or pretty close to it. At what point will you start to, uh, you know, head up there, or is that all in, in flux right now? 
originally training camp was supposed to start around like mid-May, May 17th type, uh, around that uh, time frame. But with the corona situation, the borders are closed. So right now it's uh, postponed. So we're not mm-hmm. really sure. We're just staying in shape with the strength and conditioning coach over there at BC. You know, he's going to Zoom call us and give us the workout things in that nature and uh, what equipment we have to work with. And that's pretty much it, staying in shape. Uh, everything is up in the air right now. I think we ought to make sure that we figure out a way to get some BC Lions gear in Greenville uh, to, you know, make available for, since I think you're going to have a lot of BC Lions fans now. Because there's a lot of guys who've made great careers in the NF, in the CFL as players and even coaches. So, I mean, I think you're going to join that long list of a guy that uh, is going to have a, a certainly a, a great career and play football for a long time. And then this is... What a springboard. And, and I mean, to me, it's the greatest story ever. You could have very easily said, okay, this ain't going to work out or this hadn't gone my way, but you stuck with it and made a lot of sacrifice. And uh, I, I couldn't be any happier for you. Uh, and uh, this, I mean, it's just, it, it's exciting. It really is. Um, what would be, you know, if you had to, you know, talk to a kid out there or just anybody who's, you know, maybe kind of had a few setbacks or, or life's kind of rough right now. And it is for a lot of people right now. I mean, speaking for real here, there's some real life situations that, you know, people are, are dealing with right now because of all this. Uh, what would be kind of your, you know, uh, pep talk or, or advice or, or thoughts that you'd like to share with folks out there who, you know, maybe are, are trying to pick themselves back up, dust themselves off and, and move forward. I'll tell the, I'll tell the kid this. I'm like, Hard work and dedication will get you wherever you want in life and whatever you want. You just got to try hard and persevere. And I'll always tell them you got to believe in yourself first. I'll tell them, um, speak it. First, you got to speak it. Then you got to believe it. Then you shall receive it. So I'll, I'll just keep saying that over and over again. Speak it, believe it, receive it. Speak it, believe it, receive it. Speak it, believe it, receive it. And then and then it'll just start coming to fruition. So you got to first believe it, like I said, and then things just start happening around you. You just put in the work. And you're like, wow, I'm here. And you're not even going to notice it. You're like, wow, I'm here. That's how it was for me. So that's what I was yeah. telling the kid today, this perseverance, especially in the time this, of uh, social distancing. Yep. Yeah. This is, this is great. You know, there's a lot of kids right now uh, that are, you know, not going to have their high school graduation. And a lot of that's up in flux. And, uh, you know, it's a tough deal. So I think that's good for kids. But, again, I think that's good. You know, you could be, uh, a, a, you know, an adult with kids. I think it's a great uh, message uh, for you. And, uh or from you uh, to them. I, I really do. Uh, hey, this is great. We appreciate the help from the BC folks. I know you were uh, uh, getting uh, just uh, an avalanche of text messages and calls last week. And so uh, somewhere in those texts, I, I've sent you once <laughs> from last week. Oh, so, my, dang. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. I Look, I didn't expect to hear back from you. I just was, you know. Did you include and, your name? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did, but we'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a text after this, after we get off the air, and uh, uh, it was great. And we talked to Coach Ruff, uh, ba, 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 was it last week, Ben, or the week before we talked to Coach Ruff? The uh, week before, we had a real nice conversation with Ruff and McNeil, so uh, uh, we'll, we'll send him a copy of this interview. I'm sure he'll be fired up about it. So, uh, hey, thank you so much, man. This, is, uh, this was great, and again, I, I just this is the craziest story. I mean, it's one of the best sports stories I can think of in the 20 some odd years I've been covering it. So this is, is great. And uh, I'm happy for you, happy for your family and uh, stay, uh, stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, we'll uh, stay in touch with, and let us kind of know how you're, we'll be watching, but let us know how everything's going. 
All right, man. I thank you for having me on the Patrick Johnson show, man. It's a blessing to be in this position and to set an example for the kids out there to know that, hey, anything's achievable. But thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, good to talk to you, man. Take care. All right, take care. Jordan uh, Williams, what a nice ki- guy, too. I say kid, but, I mean, what a, what a nice guy, too. And I, I, BC's got a, a great person. And you know what's so great about that, Ben, is, like, he – he realized, you know, I didn't put the time in academically. And, and he went and did, and he could have very easily just said, out of heck with it. And he didn't. And, you know, he worked his way up at ECU and stuck with it after he grabbed I me. Mean, it's just that to me, it, it, it's a great story. It really is. And, I, and what a great guy, too. Happy for him. Uh, all right, we're going to grab a break. Ben will come back with uh, an update, and then we'll uh, wrap things up uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben Barham here for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. East Carolina junior safety Daniel Charles has entered the NCAA transfer portal. Charles was said to enter his third year in the program after serving as the team's start safety last season as a sophomore. Char- but Charles was in- suspended indefinitely in February for off-the-field reasons earlier this year, leading to his entry into the portal. Woodington High School star running back Will Shipley is committed to play for Clemson and coach Dabo Sweeney in 2021. Ship- Shipley, who announced his college decision in a social media video, shows the Tigers over NC State, North Carolina, Notre Dame, and Stanford. 24-7 Sports ranks him as the number 45th-ranked high school prospect in America, number three overall in North Carolina. He is the number one all-purpose back in the country. The NBA is doing everything in its power not only to preserve this season, but to ensure that next season goes off without a hitch. According to reports that the NBA is moving the start of the next season back, not only to give this season more time to conclude, but to increase the odds of fans returning to the arena at some point next season. Reportedly, the 2020 through 2021 season could potentially be as late as Christmas and run through June and July of next year. Around the NFL, the Jets will sign free agent running back Frank Gore to a one-year deal. Gore is currently third on the all-time rushing yards list and will enter his 16th season. Frazier running back Marshawn Lynch's agent has been in discussions with the Seahawks about a potential return to Seattle. Lynch returned 34 in April and retired for the second time before Week 17 the last season to rejoin the Seahawks. PGA Tour, NBC Sports, and Sky Sports today announced the return of televised golf with TaylorMade driving a relief sitting around a $3 million charity skins match supported by United Health Group to raise money and awareness for the American Nurses Foundation and CDC Foundation. On Sunday, May 17th, golfers Roy McIlroy and 20-time PGA Tour winner Dustin Johnson are teaming up against two Oklahoma State University alumni and PGA Tour superstar Ricky Fowler, the 2019 first-time tour winner and 2019 NCAA National Champion Matthew Wolf for the event and others on site. For your 94th through the Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Byron. More from the Patrick Johnson Show here to wrap it up right after this quick timeout. This is where the Pirates play. 94.3 The Game, your home for the best ECU game day coverage in all of the Pirate Nation. P-Man. He's a big dumb animal, isn't he, folks? This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Hey, Pirate Nation. I'm Michaela Stout. I'm on the track team at ECU, currently working as an EMT on the front lines during COVID-19. Just want to say we are one pirate nation. Thank you for all the support. How cool is that? That young lady uh, on the track team with uh, my guy, Coach Kurt Kraft, uh, one of his student athletes, and she's working as an EMT. 
Uh, I mean, boy, what a what a cool uh, you know last forty five minutes here between uh, Jordan Williams, who was just a great guy, and then that young lady. Uh, boy, that's just what it's all about, isn't it? Part Nation really representing humanity as a whole very well. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, Governor Wimpy. Yeah. It's, a, it's an awkward transition, right? Uh, Governor Wimpy going to reopen North Carolina beginning Friday. So you know what that means, Ben? All the parks will be open. But you know what about your favorite business? Still not open. Still not open. Ah. Does say retail business can't open at 50% capacity. Uh, and uh, the essential and non-essential designations removed. Restaurants will be limited to takeout and delivery orders. So, I mean, the restaurant business, which has just gotten hammered. And, and I mean, even, even the restaurants operating at a limited capacity is tough because the margins are just so, so slight in that business. Uh, people still encouraged to work from home if possible. Uh, if you uh, have a favorite gym, you're a member of a gym, uh, you want to get your hair did, uh, bars, theaters, that'll all remain closed. I presume nail salons will also remain closed during this uh, particular uh, time. Uh, we're looking tonight at a uh, low of 59 degrees. There is a chance of some rain overnight. Uh, and then tomorrow, a slight chance of rain and a high of 70. That slight chance of rain early on, 72. Uh, kind of hang on to a one and three shot at rain tomorrow, 47 tomorrow night, 65 and sunny Thursday for Greenville, Friday, 71 and lots of sunshine in the week. It's going to be kind of a, a coolish sort of weekend, nothing like last weekend. So I don't think we'll see beaches uh, jam packed like they were. You mentioned in the uh, update, Ben, that Frank Gore is uh, on for another season in the NFL, right? He is. He is. Frank Gore's son starts uh, football this year as a freshman at Southern Miss. How I mean, that's amazing! That's isn't insane. It? That is insane. Uh, you watched the Korean baseball broadcast last night? I did. I did. It just so now, happened to come on. It was not intentional. Okay this uh, this is way past my bedtime. It, yeah. Even at, they had a rain delay, so I was not going to make it. I might have seen the beginning of it, uh, the end of it, actually, with the time I wake up, but. Um, the Korean Baseball League is, uh, what time do they get this is the first pitch? At midnight at most every night or something like that? It's around 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, those guys did it on Zoom for ESPN last night. Yeah. And they had a rain delay. But it was a pretty, you 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 like the pace of it and the format of it. And the, the game moved right along pretty quickly because you didn't have a bunch of uh, commercial breaks that were four and a half minutes. I did. I did. It was very quick. It was it was a little bit under two hours, I believe. And I just right. like the pace of the game and how the game was laid out. The rules, I thought it was very fun to watch. And those pitchers generally pitch more to contact than they do trying to strike guys out, right? Yeah, since the ball's a little bit more dead, uh, they're able to rely a little bit more on their defense and fielding, which is nice because the ball's more in play. Yeah, that's pretty uh, – that probably was entertaining. Now, if they would play, like, you know, right after the show – uh, or at like a reasonable time at like seven o'clock, I might could see some of this. Yeah, yeah, that kind of turns people off. Is how late it is, and I, this I don't one a.m. nonsense. I'm not. I'm not. And you say some games will be on at five a.m. Yeah, some come on at like five thirty in the morning. Well, I might see some of those. I might see some of those. Uh, you're uh, Ben Byron, by the way, is not only the producer of the show; he's also our combat sports aficionado. Uh, UFC two forty nine is taking place Saturday. 
Uh, we could get into this more this week, but they've announced that they are going, and it's going to be in Jacksonville, Florida, at the, the uh, Veterans Memorial Arena down there. So it's a big arena. Uh, they're going to no fans, and they're going to do tests uh, on their uh, fighters. Really, everybody involved, I guess, with the card and the, the support staff and the production staff. So everybody's going to get tested for COVID-19 and, and all of that. So it seems like the measures are in place. We'll see. I mean, unfortunately, I think it would take just one person, and then we'd be back to square one. But I'm, we're, we'll talk more about that this week, Ben, if that works with you. I'm ready. Because uh, I'm you always say it's ready. a good card, and I want to get. I just since you're the combat sports guy, I'll give you a chance to get your emotions in check. I got I got the tissues ready, just in oh. case. <laughs> hey, thanks to uh, Jordan Williams. Was he great or what? Uh, we really appreciate him. Congratulations to him, the top uh, pick in the CFL draft out of ECU. Uh, we will be here tomorrow. Uh, Bethany Bradshaw and Scott Shook. See you tomorrow.